Entrepreneur on Fire 507. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. When you choose LegalZoom, you'll be among three dozen companies in the Inc. 500 list who got their start through LegalZoom too. Visit LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Fire Nation. FreshBooks is a simple online accounting solution built for small business owners just like you. Try FreshBooks for free for 60 days. Visit GetFreshBooks.com and enter FIRE in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Marissa Levin. Marissa, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared to ignite. Yes. Marissa is founder of Information Experts, a 19-year-old multi-million dollar strategic communications firm and founder of Successful Culture, which helps CEOs build excellent cultures, create growth-focused advisory boards, and reach their potential. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Marissa. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of what you have going on right now. Sure. So first of all, let me just say thank you. I'm so excited to be here. One of the things I'm most passionate about is reaching back into my 20-year journey of entrepreneurship to help others be better leaders and build better firms. So very grateful to be here. Awesome. I own two companies and I'm a mom of of two boys, but I'll talk about my companies first. Uh, My first company, as you mentioned, is Information Experts. It's a 19-year-old multi-million dollar e-learning and strategic communications firm. We do work with about a dozen different federal agencies as well as associations and nonprofits. And that's what I like to consider my traditional brick and mortar firm where I've built out the entire infrastructure and successively successfully have moved through the four phases of entrepreneurship that I've identified from being practitioner and solopreneur to manager to leader. Now I'm advisor. I really have moved through the entire organization and I am now the chairman And my organization is very much a well-oiled, well-running machine where I am no longer the uh, central pivot and point of the organization. So that's really a founder's um, greatest success metric is can you make yourself expendable? And I have actually made myself expendable in my first company. That has really freed me up to pursue my greatest passion, which is helping other business owners and other leaders just achieve their highest level of living from a place of abundance and richness and wealth in all aspects of their lives. And that's what I do with Successful Culture. I help them build great companies, be better leaders, and just overall have a great culture of abundance and excellence in their life. So that's what I'm uh, busy with now with Successful Culture, with um, some great products and service offerings through that. And don't we have a book in the offings? Well, yeah, actually, so I've got two books out. One of them is uh, called My Company Rocks, and that's a book that's an ebook uh, on Amazon on, on how to build a great organizational culture. The second one is Built to Scale, How Top Companies Create Breakthrough Growth Through Exceptional Advisory Boards. And I'm literally the only one that has ever created a full model that leads all business owners through the process of building an advisory board from beginning to end. So those are the two books that are out Built to Scale is now in 16 different countries, given that it's the only book that addresses this topic as comprehensively as it does. 
And my book that is currently in play that I'm in the middle of writing is called The Art and the Heart of the Pivot. And what that talks about is how important it is for uh, leaders and business owners to sharply pivot in response to unanticipated changes in their company and in the marketplace and let go and mourn quickly of what was so that they can focus on moving forward and, and continue to grow. And it's about the mechanics of the pivot. That's the art of the pivot. But it's also about what happens to the business owner because it's very psychologically challenging to pivot your company as a business owner. So I address both aspects in the book, the art and the heart of the pivot, and hopefully that will be coming out um, late fall, early winter. Exciting. And Marissa, I love how you share that you're the only book that actually does that certain thing. Whatever that thing may be, you saw a void and you decided to fill it. And I think that's a great lesson for Fire Nation. What out there doesn't exist? What's that void you can fill? Where's that blue ocean that you can be swimming in instead of that red ocean? You know, for me, it was releasing a seven day a week podcast, not a once a week podcast, what everybody else was doing. That was the void that I filled. Marissa saw her void. She filled it. She's the only one out there doing that exact thing. And that's powerful stuff. So Marissa, we're going to dive into your journey because it's a fascinating one on multiple levels as you just shared. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Sure. So definitely in alignment with the idea of Entrepreneur on Fire. My favorite quote happens to be from Ann Rand. And she's, as many people know, the uh, author of Atlas Shrugged, um, Anthem, and The Fountainhead. And my favorite quote is, do not let your fire out, spark by irreplaceable spark. The world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. And it is yours. And the reason that this is my favorite quote is because it gets to the heart of what I think the most important factor for success is and that is mindset. So even in the most difficult times, we have to continue to believe that what we are trying to achieve is possible, it is attainable, that we can win it, it does exist, and it is ours. And that is why that is my favorite quote. Do not let your fire out. I love that, Marissa. And Fire Nation, I know that you resonate with that as well. So Marissa, let's now focus on your journey. That's what kind of makes Entrepreneur on Fire unique is that we really like to spotlight, discuss, and analyze the journey of our guest. And that's you today. So you've obviously had some great successes. We've already touched upon a couple of those. But let's talk about a time that you failed. Let's talk about that time that you did fall on your face, the lessons learned. Take us down, Marissa, to that ground level and tell us that story. So first of all, I... I really don't use the word failure. I use the word setback. And to quote one of my favorite mentors and one of my close friends, a gentleman named Willie Jolly, I believe that a setback is a setup for a comeback. Say that one more time. A setback is a setup for a comeback. Nice. And I believe that the difference between a setback and a failure is simply stopping. It becomes a failure when we stop. Okay, so I don't view anything that I've done really as a failure. There have been tremendous obstacles that have tested me on so many levels, psychologically, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially. They have just literally pushed me to the limit, but I keep going. 
And when you were, you asked me to prepare for this, I had difficulty narrowing it down to three or to one. I I came up with three because I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been building (laughs) an infrastructure and a legacy for 20 years. So I certainly have much more than just one. The first one that I'll share though is biting off way more than I can chew. And as entrepreneurs, we understand the concept of high risk equals high reward. But I think that there has to come a time where a risk, if it crosses over that line from calculated to reckless, can be very dangerous. And I will tell you that I did cross that line. Um, We invested in chasing an opportunity that was very high risk, high reward. And I underestimated due to both uh, lack of knowledge and experience and just also just lack of awareness, I underestimated many risks that were associated with it. And I was blindsided by external events that there was just no way I could have predicted that really impacted the viability of the opportunity we were chasing. So it's taken us three years to recover from that. And I do believe that we will finally hit a return on investment. We're just starting to see some of the wheels turning to get our money back on this large investment. But my lesson with this is to fully research the risks associated with moving up market to larger opportunities. All right, Marissa, that was a valuable lesson. The story itself was quite vague. So let's focus on the next two to really being specific. Feel, I want to feel like I'm there with you during the sure. story, during this setup for a comeback. Take sure. us down to that ground level. Okay, so the second one, um, and I can, you know, I, I'll give as many details as I can. Yeah, for sure. Uh, information experts, we were sued a couple of years ago by an unethical teaming partner. We went into a teaming arrangement with a company and the terms that they wanted us to agree to were not the terms that we were agreeing to with our customer. So they went ahead and sued us. And despite the fact that we won and that the fact that the case actually set a precedent in the legal system between uh, teaming agreements and contractors and subs, it still costs my company and me personally $300,000 in legal fees. So it's not just a matter of, oh, I'm getting sued, but I'm in the right versus being in the wrong. These are the things that literally can take a company down. And all of those fees, or at least the majority of those fees, may have been recoverable if we would have had a very little known esoteric insurance policy. So there's a couple of lessons here, okay? The first lesson Honestly, as you grow a business, and this is something that another mentor taught me, as you grow a business and people on the outside of your business see your revenues climb, they seem to think that you have a lot of money, okay? And this is going to open up the door for lawsuits. It just, it is what it is. We are in a litigation happy society and people sue for no reason and they try to extort and they try to get money and they think that people will fold. And so as you're building a business, you have to assume that you will be at some point sued, whether it would be from from an employee, which that has never happened to us, or a partner or a customer, you will at some point likely be sued. I don't know any business owners that have really built large scalable infrastructures that have not been sued. So prepare yourself for that and make sure that your contracts are ironclad, that they are airtight, that they are rock solid, and that you are giving no leeway anywhere for a lawsuit to happen. And from an HR perspective, 
That also includes when you are terminating employees, you always do it with a witness. You never terminate an employee alone in an office because then it becomes a he said, she said situation. So assume you're going to get sued. Make sure your contracts and your HR policies are in line to protect you and that you're in compliance and also to fully research any required insurance policies that will protect your business as well as you personally. That is what my lesson learned is from this Powerful. And what's number three? Okay. So number three gets back to, I mentioned that my next book is The Art and the Heart of the Pivot. And then it's all about the need for business owners to pivot sharply and quickly to survive unanticipated changes and setbacks. Because I'll tell you, in my 20 years, I counted seven major pivots that I had to make. I went back and I counted them due to industry shifts, political shifts, technology evolution. And what you have to know is that your business is not sustainable if you are not relevant to the market in the current state. But pivots are hard to make and they can literally suck the life out of the owner because they require hard decisions and thick skins. So you have to quickly mourn what was, not stay in the phase of denial or rescue and adapt to the new environment and new reality. And the culture changes during pivots as well. So the owners have to be ready for that. And so I would say that the overall general lesson is that that there is a need for and a willingness for agile pivoting. That's really what I call it in order to survive. And you have to be prepared from a mindset in order to do that. I mean, Marissa, you have shared three incredibly valuable life lessons for any entrepreneur, for any small business owner, because there are steps that we can take, preventative measures that can literally save our businesses. And the one nugget that I really want to pull out from all of that great stuff that you shared was just that one esoteric insurance policy that you could have emplaced that would have saved you over $300,000 in lawyer fees. It's things like that that can make or break businesses, Fire Nation. And you know this isn't meant to scare you, Fire Nation. This is meant to prepare you for what could be. So Marissa, this is turning into an incredibly valuable and informational interview. So thank you for that. And let's go to, to the other end of the spectrum now. You just share with us some setbacks that you've had, some preventative measures that we can take. But let's talk about a light bulb moment now. One of those pivots that you made was obviously a great pivot, or maybe it's another light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. But really tell us that story. Take us down to the ground level and share with us the steps that you took to turn that moment into success. This might be an unusual one. Um, (laughs) I don't know if if any of your other guests have actually talked about this. But really, I would say that my most important aha moment in my entire 20 years was realizing that I, the founder, had reached my own highest level of incompetence and that I was no longer the best person for my job and I had reached my ceiling of performance. And this is what's known as the Peter Principle. The Peter Principle is when someone in your organization reached their highest level of incompetence. And this happens when you have people who have stayed with you for a long time. So you might have someone who comes in as a junior sales rep, and then they perform, and then they become a sales rep, then they become a sales director. And ultimately, you think that you're rewarding them, and you're putting them in the VP of sales, and actually you're setting them up for spectacular failure. Because being in the field in sales is very different than actually being executive or salespeople, totally different skill sets, desires, mindsets, you know, desired outcomes, all of that. Getting back to myself, 
most CEOs do not even realize that the Peter principle, when one reaches their highest level of incompetence in an organization, most CEOs do not realize that this really applies to the C-suite as much as it does to anyone else in the organization. And so as I, as my company was growing, when you start a business and you are driven by passion and you're, you know, you've got that entrepreneurial fire okay, that all of your listeners have. Yes. It's very different from when you fast forward and you have a major infrastructure that is completely process centric and you have to be a slave to your own processes. And these processes are essential because they're what make you successful. And what I realized as my organization became much more complex, my customers became much more complex, it became very operations centric that in order to fulfill my responsibility to my employees and my customers, what I had to do that was in the best interest of my organization is step aside from the day to day and let the company run and let the people that I hired do their jobs, which is what I hired them for. So what I did is I promoted someone internally who's been with me for almost 10 years to president and CEO while I still maintain the oversight for strategic direction and I retain my majority shareholder interest in financial control. So I'm now chairman and I have moved through the entire evolution of, you know, uh, launch pad and, and solopreneur and practitioner to manager to leader. And now I am truly in the chairman in the advisory role. Most founding CEOs last only seven years in their position before exiting. And I lasted 19. So now I am free up, I'm free to better serve the entire entrepreneurial community through my second venture of successful culture, which enables me to do exactly what I'm doing with you today. And that is to reach back to my 19 years of bootstrapping and help other CEOs build their best businesses possible. So Marissa, boil it down for us. What would be one takeaway in just one sentence that you can share with Fire Nation from this light bulb that you experienced as the CEO? It all gets down to ego and to making sure that your ego does not get in the way of your organizational success. That when a company, you know, reaches a point, John, it's, it's no longer about you. It's, it really isn't. I mean, it's about, it's about a whole infrastructure. It's a whole, about a whole operation and you need to recognize what your own limitations are and remember that your responsibility is to do what is best for your customers and for your employees. It's not about your own agenda anymore at all. It's got to be about your employees and customers. And so that means, you know, stepping aside sometimes. And I think that when you come to it from a point of what is best for my employees, what's best for my customers, and what are my own limitations, I think the answers can become very clear on when it might be time to move aside. Marissa, what's your proudest entrepreneurial moment? I do have a proud moment, and that was when we won one of our largest contracts that I had watched and strategically chased for five years. I put a, an action plan in place for five years to prepare to win a large contract, and I won it, and it completely transformed my company and took it to the next level. Nice. So that was my that was my proudest moment was having the patience and flawlessly executing and being prepared and winning that contract. So what would be your I've made it moment? I'll tell you I don't have an I've made it moment. 
And the reason is because I hope that I always stay hungry. I believe that the day that we think we've made it is the day that we all start to die a little bit inside. And I hope that I always want to do more, learn more, connect more, give more, because I'm a thousand percent confident, John, that my greatest growth and my best life is ahead of me. So Love I haven't had my I've made it moment and I don't, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I will be sad on the day that you email me, Marissa, and say, John, I've made it <laughs> with, a little, with a little frown face. <laughs> right. That would not be a happy email. That's exactly right. That's great. So, Marissa, let's bring things to present times. Let's talk about today. We love that word fire. You've used the word fire in your success quote. What really has you fired up today? I would say two things. I'm, I'm so passionate about the transformational work I'm doing with CEOs through my coaching and my retreats. I mean, my coaching is high impact coaching. I am seeing incredible transformation, not only in the businesses, but in the mindsets and the lives of the people that I'm coaching. I'm also leading retreats for CEOs, either with uh, like EO or YPO forum retreats where CEOs come together as a forum or with other groups of CEOs that are just coming together that want to have a retreat experience. And I'm also launching, and drum roll please, I'm launching Mastermind Leadership now. Yep, I am launching Mastermind Leadership Groups now for CEOs that have a mindset of abundance, growth, intention, and wealth creation. Those are the four pillars. And these are for people and leaders that believe that they are truly capable of achieving a higher level of success and are willing to commit the time and the energy to realize their their whole potential um, across the whole spectrum. So I've got my coaching going on. I've got my retreats. I've got the Mastermind Leadership Group uh, series that is is launching. Um, and my you know my email people can email me for um, information on how to get an application for that. And then I'm also really excited for my new book to come out in the late fall, early winter, which is The Art and the Heart of the Pivot. I'll be launching a whole program around that called Pivot Points, which really helps CEOs adopt the mindset that they have it within themselves to make the hard pivots to get to the next levels of growth and shed what isn't working. So Marissa, before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our partners. Fire Nation, it's tax time. And if you're not using FreshBooks, your life is a mess right now. Hunting for receipts, digging through invoices, going through every record one by one, the worst. FreshBooks is the simple cloud accounting solution that makes tax time a breeze. With FreshBooks, you can create professional looking invoices, capture and track expenses, get real-time business reports with just a couple of clicks, work from anywhere with FreshBooks, mobile apps for your phone, and your tablet. The sooner you start using FreshBooks, the sooner you can start focusing on the work you love. Focus on your work, Fire Nation, not your paperwork. Right now, FreshBooks is giving Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial to make tax time a breeze. To get started, visit getfreshbooks.com and enter FIRE in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Visit getfreshbooks.com and enter FIRE in the How Did You Hear About Us section when signing up. Do you ever feel like the services that you purchase only look at you as a number? Whatever happened to personalized help? And since when is it so difficult to actually get someone on the line to troubleshoot or to help you get set up? 
Legal protection is no exception. Luckily, whether you're getting ready to start a business, protect your family, or safeguard your assets, LegalZoom has a service that can help. LegalZoom offers award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. And the great thing about LegalZoom is that every business or family who engages with them gets personalized attention from start to finish. That's why over 90% of LegalZoom customers would recommend the service to their family. Now that's powerful. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction, but there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value for free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout at LegalZoom.com. Marissa, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share some incredible resources and insights with Fire Nation. Sound like a plan? Yeah. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? So nothing was holding me back because I had no idea what I was getting into. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. What is the best advice that you've ever received? Okay. So what I did is I thought hard about that question. And I basically summarized 20 years of advice into a single sentence. Wow. Fire Nation, brace yourself. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Your mindset is the single most important asset that you have in your success. You must believe with all your heart and every fiber in your body that you are capable of greatness and that you are worthy of greatness and that you can move mountains. That really is what my best advice is, is that it really is all about the mindset. I love that, Marissa, because it is the antithesis of the imposter syndrome, which so many entrepreneurs struggle with, which we talk about here in Entrepreneur on Fire all the time. That little voice of doubt that's telling you, you're not good enough, you can't do it. What phenomenal advice, Marissa. Thank you so much. And can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? So I follow my uh, my own advice and I'm extremely goal-oriented and I have certain tools that I use with my clients to create smart goals, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic with a time frame. Ooh. And I, I follow my, my own process. So I have two accountability partners and I use my own tools to keep myself on track and organized and prioritized in terms of how I get my goals accomplished. And that probably, it's not internet-based, but you know what? My own tools and my own model are really one of my most valuable resources. Love it. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to all these resources and all this great stuff that we're chatting about here today at eofire.com slash Marissa Levin. And Marissa, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I'm so glad you asked that. Um, Again, it's probably a little off kilter from some of your other answers from your other guests. Um, But my book is actually The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's actually of a spiritual nature. But these are four agreements that we make with ourselves regarding how we interact with and perceive the world around us. So living from a place of abundance, acceptance, and objectivity, this really opens our mind to so many possibilities. And I think that being gentle with the messages that we tell ourselves, showing compassion for ourselves and others, it enables us to connect on a level that is essential for transformational success. Boom. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. 
eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Marissa, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? So I would shamelessly promote myself and connect with as many people as possible and offer to help them. I would share my experiences with as many people as I could, and that would lead to communication, connection, and trust, and that in turn would lead to revenue generation. So it's all about establishing trust and genuine connection with people, and when you do that, the success follows. Well, Marissa, I know that you have established trust and genuine connection with all of Fire Nation today. So thank you for sharing your journey. And let's end on a high note with you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. All right, that sounds good. So the one piece of advice that I would give to listeners is to do a mindset check. How strongly do you truly believe in your own greatness? Do you live from a place of abundance or do you live from a place of scarcity? Believe in your ability to be the change that you wish to see in the world and create a force field that blocks out the negative mindset and critical nature of others. Because as I said, our mindset is our single greatest asset in our success. Go get what you want. And with that being said, I'll let you know how to go get what you want from me. Yeah. You can do that at successfulculture.com. That's www.successfulculture.com. And whoever opts in and visits my site, I have a really great free white paper on how to create our next generation of entrepreneurs. It's 15 tips for young entrepreneurs. And that's free for download. There's a lot of great information on leadership, culture, transformational thinking at www.successfulculture.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter at Marissa Levin. Um, I'm on Google Plus, And I'm also on Amazon.com. And you can get built to scale as well as my company rocks. So successfulculture.com is my website. I'm on Amazon, LinkedIn, Google Plus, Twitter, uh, you can find me if you if you want to find me, and I would love to work with all of you. <laughs> well, Marissa, Fire Nation is well aware that all of the links to get a hold of you will be at eofire.com. They can just click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives. Or Fire Nation, just enter Marissa in the search bar, and her show notes page will pop right up. If you want to go right to the source, successfulculture.com. Don't miss out on her books, the one that's coming up this fall, The Art in the Heart of the Pivots. Marissa, thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, your expertise. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, and go get them, guys. Fire Nation, did you know that we hold live podcast workshops about Podcasters Paradise almost every week? Well, it's true. If you haven't attended one yet, or even if you just want to come back and see us again, head over to podcastersparadise.com and claim your spot today. During the webinar, you'll get to chat it up with other attendees in addition to checking out what Paradise is all about. One lucky attendee will even win a free lifetime membership. Come check out our free podcast workshop at podcastersparadise.com. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 